like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch was probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with two members of a band that um, I think I've, I feel like I've seen your name around a lot, but I haven't actually uh, had you on the podcast before, so this is kind of cool. Um, and I think that the best way to start this off is is really to just get the two of you to introduce yourselves and what you do in the band, because I think that uh, it's just help listeners put a name to the voice. So let's start with Ben, and uh, you can sort of give us some uh, info about what you do. Yeah, yeah, Ben Chuddy, uh, I play guitar in the band. Uh, the co-founder of the band. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, my name is Chris Cozy. I play bass and do uh, backing vocals in the band. I'm not one of the original members. I think I'm uh, approaching year two. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, it's it's been really good. And uh, so far, it's been a lot of fun. Well, and I guess maybe that's a, a starting point is just what is the history of this band? Because, I mean, like you said, you've been here for a couple of years and you're not an original member. So it clearly goes back further than that. So what's what's the background here? How long has this been around? Uh, this in, this iteration of the band has been uh, around for a few years. Uh, it's It's been, a, it's been, as you know, it's been a roller coaster around the last five years. I mean, the last couple of years with COVID. Sure, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. The guys, uh, we used to be in a different project, actually. Um, four of the original members of this band uh, were in a different band. Okay. And then, you know, we kind of, the, the vocalist of that band wanted to go a different way. And me and a buddy of mine were in the midst of starting a second band. Uh, so we just kind of slotted him in. And, uh, you know, it was going to be more of a punk project. Um, and then, you know, once the, the members from the old band came in, they kind of decided, you know, they weren't really feeling the punk thing. So we kind of started going back into, you know, just more of a classic rock bluesy kind of direction. And uh, so, you know, the uh, Scott was his name. He uh, he decided, you know, that's not my not my wheelhouse. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he he left, you know, great guy. He's doing his thing with the crackdown. Oh, cool. um, yeah, awesome band uh, pioneers, you know. And uh, yeah, that's where uh, Gwen came into the picture. Cool. So yeah, yeah, Gwen's awesome. We knew her. Um, in the old band actually is where I met Gwen. Um, uh, she used to sing karaoke and <laughs> that's how I met her and she was awesome. And, uh, she actually came, I wrote a song for my baby sister who had passed away and uh, I wanted her to sing it. And, uh, you know, she did, we recorded that and then, uh, yeah, so it was kind of, a, you know, a, an easy pick when she came into the picture. Cool. And so now after all this time, I mean, do you feel like this is a kind of a solidified lineup? Um, that is getting the sound that, that you want? I mean, as an original member? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, we 
we've had a few lineup changes over the years. Uh, you know, the drummer, our drummer John left recently. Um, he just kind of wanted to go a different direction. Um, and then of course we had Chris come in. Yeah. Uh, Scott, Scott had left. Um, Chris, uh, yeah, Chris, we knew from Bigfoot Yeti, you know, we played a couple of shows and they opened for us. And the last time uh, we played together when he was in Yeti at the merch and Selkirk, um, our bass player at the time, Scott, you know, the writing was kind of on the wall sure. that he might be, uh, he had some personal things going on. So I remember, uh, yeah, I remember that show thinking like, if Scott leaves, you know, this is our guy, right? Hopefully he'll, uh, <laughs> hopefully he'll jump on board, you know, cause we love Chris and, and now we got a pretty tight group and, you know, we've been through COVID together. Yeah. Um, and a lot of ups and downs. Uh, we got a new drummer in now, Frez, and he's uh, really pumped. Uh, so yeah, we're hoping that that's the case. You know, we're all, we're definitely, uh, we definitely talked about that. that yeah. We just want, you know, we hope everyone sticks around. Because, well, uh, as you know, bands are fragile. Oh, totally, yeah. things happen, so. Yeah. yeah, especially, I mean, not only with COVID kind of uh, getting right in the middle of things, that's affected so many bands negatively, whether it's been they just, you know, a lot of bands just ended because they haven't had the time to get together to rehearse. People's lives have changed dramatically because of this. So, I mean, it's cool that you managed to keep this together uh, through all of that and then everything before it as well. Um, Chris, did you know that they were scouting you? <laughs> he was just saying, you know. <laughs> I know. I don't know if I knew that they were scouting me, but I, I mean, we had a lot of fun playing with those guys. It was fun opening up for them, and I could tell what I started. Uh, I dealt with Ben leading up to the uh, to the show with uh, just information on the bands and whatnot. That oh, these are pretty good guys, and they seem pretty easygoing, and I like them. So if I ever you know ever got a chance to jam with them, I definitely try it. Cool, you know. And uh, yeah, it just worked out with timing. I was kind. I was kind of. I was leaving Bigfoot Yeti, so I needed another band, and it worked out really good. We live really close to each other too, so it's really convenient. And uh, it helps, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so with uh, I mean I don't want to dwell too much on COVID I'm so sick of talking about it and I even mention every time I do a podcast that I'm sick of talking about it but I have to bring it up because it ha- like it's affected everyone right over the past couple of years and, and so you have new music that's come out recently you have a single that I was listening to today and, and what has it been like sort of you know I'm sure you had that ready to go before a lot of this stuff happened what has it been like trying to put out music in a time period where no one really knows what's happening. I mean, it's, it's very different than it would have been even two years ago to, to even release a single because the traditional way of promoting that and of, you know, basically playing shows and getting it out there that, that way, that hasn't been an option. So what was that like for you? Uh, it's been uh, patience testing for <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a bit of a train wreck. We've actually, we actually recorded the album like twice. Okay. Yeah. The whole thing? First time. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, Pretty much. I mean, the the first time through was through COVID, and it slowed and delayed everything. Just, it's really hard to keep chemistry going and yeah. the vibe and everything. Momentum, definitely. Yeah, yeah, super hard. And then uh, we just weren't happy with it, so we redid it. And then COVID hit again. You know, it opened up uh, last summer. Yeah, there was that uh, brief window where it seemed before, like things yeah. were getting better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then so we jumped back in the studio, and then it got shut down again. <laughs> so it's been a slow going for sure. But uh, yeah, we're excited to uh, to get it out. We should have the album out in the summer, and um, you know we already have material for like half of another album. Cool, you know. Which yeah, so we're we're pretty stoked. We got a we got a single coming out. Uh, there'll be a lyric video coming out on Friday, and then another single coming out at the end of the month. So. So you're we're finally finally kind of pushing it out uh, yeah. as best you can in this in this weirdness where we're all stuck in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did did it? Um. I mean, like you said, you've recorded the thing twice, <laughs> which is not yeah, a not a usual circumstance, obviously. But <laughs> that's right. I mean, 
were you able to get together in any way other than that kind of brief time period? I, I assume probably not, right? Because because all the lockdowns and the uh, restrictions and things, like, how does that affect you creatively? Just not having, I mean, you can do this, you can be on Zoom or whatever, but you can't be in the same room and actually playing music, you know, face to face. What is that like as musicians, not having that op- opportunity? We, we well, wrote a lot. Sorry, go ahead, Chris. No, I was just going to say it's uh, it's definitely tough to write new material if you're not bouncing ideas off somebody, yeah. especially if you don't have the right setup. It's hard to do real-time jams and, and that sort of thing over these uh, video uh, conferencing. But I think we took that time to hone a lot of the songs and kind of get them really, really good, especially doing the album twice. We really nailed those songs down. <laughs> and it's good, too. I mean... You know, having a, a new drummer come into the picture too. You know, we can basically say, "Hey, we've played these songs so many times that we can just kind of get things going," and things have been going really well because of that. Okay. So it's yeah, it's, it was a challenge, but I I think we made the most of our time. At least I did on my end. You know, you know, you, you work on the songs a lot, and you just uh, just keep practicing. You know, try to keep your spirits up, right? For sure. And it's funny, Sam. A lot of the, a lot of the songs we've written um, are through Messenger, actually. Oh, really? Okay. Just yeah, just because we haven't been able to get together, so you know, someone will come up with a riff, whether it's me or Sean, and we'll just post it. Somebody else will jump on lyrics, and just it'll just get going. And then when we are able to get together, it kind of comes together. But uh, yeah, a lot of the songs we've written have been over Messenger. Is that how the the writing process usually is for this band too? Like the collaborative, everyone's involved in contributing some part of it. For the most part, yeah, yeah. It always it always starts with the music. Um, either myself or Sean will come up with a riff, or I'll come up with a structure of a song, or vice versa. And then uh, you know somebody will jump on the lyrics, and um, you know Gwen's really taking the helm of that right now, which is awesome. Um, but pretty much everyone's contributed contributed to the album. Cool. And I mean, Chris always adds his layer. You know, he's the the second time through recording there, he kind of added a whole other layer on the the bass there, which is super cool. Yeah, it was super fun.
it's good you got the opportunity to do, to do it twice then, right? Because then you can you can actually sort of see the difference. I mean, the listeners won't because we're hearing the finished product, but I, I'm sure you guys can, can compare and contrast uh, the, the two versions of it and see sort of what you've improved the second time around. For sure, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unorthodox, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what's... um. I don't know how to say this question without sounding like an asshole, but why classic rock? And the reason I say that is because classic rock, I think a lot of people hear that and they assume cover band right away, right? They, they, they think it's like, okay, you're going to play some Led Zeppelin covers, you're going to play some ACDC covers, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's 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 a thing of its own, but you're doing original music, and that style, I think people have a, just a, I mean, I do anyway, an association. Oh, it must be a cover band, because why are people playing original classic rock music in, in 2022 when that's... It has an association, right? So what is the appeal, I guess, for you guys? And, and how do you take that style and make music that is that is fresh and new and unique despite having kind of the, the baggage that the term classic rock um, carries with it, if you know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, I don't... Go ahead, Chris. No, that's an interesting question. I know... Uh, or maybe you don't agree with me. I'm not sure. Like, uh... <laughs> no, they do have that feel to them, a lot of them. We always refer to it as like as this prairie rock when we're jamming or discussing what you think the sound sounds like. I know, you know, we all have different influences that yeah. we, we gather ideas from. I know when I'm playing or coming up with a bass line for a song, I have, you know, I've all these, these bands that I've drawn influence from in the past, the classic rock bands, you know. I, I mean, we just kind of all put our own spin on it too, right? You know, we, uh, we know what, what the songs we what they'll sound like when we play uh, like those covers that are from like ACDC or yeah. uh, Rolling Stones, you know, and we definitely have the same sort of sound as some of those songs. But I think just with the way that the, we all take different influences, we kind of just make them sound just a bit different. And I don't think they sound old. I think they sound fresh in their own way, but still, still familiar too. I guess is what I'm saying. Okay, no, that makes sense. Yeah, they have a familiar feel, but it's it's something different. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely a mixed bag. So with uh you know various influences yeah from uh and then even with uh, you know past members and present we're all very different insul- influences you know one guy might be more into blues one guy's into strictly classic rock whereas you know i like a lot more punk and yeah you know so it's you know it's just kind of how it comes together you know we all bring what we bring to the table and the songs turn out how they turn out yeah we definitely each bring our own angle that's for sure i know uh both guitar players definitely have unique sounds, you know, now our new drummer brings almost like a Latin uh, sort of feel of percussion and the way right he on. plays. It's, uh, yeah. It's going really good. Is there, I mean, I guess just to jump off my, maybe it's a misconception about classic rock, but, and I know, and again, I realize your classic rock is only one element of what you're doing, but what, what kind of, um, because if you were like a hardcore band or, uh, you know, um, a folk band or a country band, there's very specific, obvious scenes that you would fit into within the larger Winnipeg music scene, right? Where does a band like you fit in? I, I, I gather you could probably play a lot of places because you have that rock sound, you have the blues rock thing going on, you have all of these elements that are very popular. But is there the same type of scene that there would be for, say, a punk band where there's this kind of tight-knit community that kind of gathers around that music? You know what I mean? I think we fit great in the local local bar scene, like the smaller bars. I know sure. that the uh, town, the bars in the town, is just outside of the city, where we feel we definitely fit in, definitely great. Um, as far as niche markets go, I'm not really sure. It's hard to say. I know that. Uh, yeah, I mean, people they seem to like it. So. <laughs> That's what you want, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we we you know. Because we do a mix when we're doing live, depending on if we're doing one set with, you know, a couple of groups where it is kind of a niche thing. Yeah. Or whether we're doing some three, four sets, 
you know, um, it's pretty versatile mix. Like uh, we got some bangers, you know, and um, so we can bring those to it if we're doing a one set show with a heavier uh, lineup. We, we could custom our, trailer for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, if it's a bluesier lineup, you know, we could pull out our blues stuff. And, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of, I don't know, we kind of joke around with that term prairie rock because it's kind of a mixed bag, right? Where, you know, in the prairies, there's a lot of different, you know, genres going on and, you know, niches, like you say, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I mean, I guess prairie rock is kind of evocative too of a lot of the stuff you're talking about. I mean, you know, you think about that term and you think, okay, what have I heard on the radio driving down the prairie? You know, like, <laughs> I mean, and a lot of those things we're talking about, those all fit in blues and classic rock and, and you know, all the, even some punk stuff, right? Those all kind of uh, could, could go under that, that umbrella term. Um, with this, with this record, what are you, um, I mean, hopefully things change and, and they seem to be shows are happening again. Um, bands are being able to play again. People are going, going out. I, I, no one knows whether it's going to last forever or what, but assuming things continue on this path of, of like, you know, shows are opening up, you're able to play, you're able to perform live in front of an actual audience. What is the plan to kind of promote this record going forward? How, how are you hoping to get it out? Are you just, do you have shows sort of in the works um, leading up to the release of it or what's, what's in the cards right now? Oh, uh, we, we discussed that and we kind of like, we do have uh, we have a show booked in June and St. Anne. we got a couple of shows in August, but as far as an album release, I think we're kind of at the point where having recorded it twice, <laughs> we just want to kind of get it out there and move on. It's time. Uh, yeah, yeah, to move yeah. on to the next album, you know, and start working on the next album, and you know, do it, do it with that one. Hopefully, fingers crossed, if everything stays normal. Of course, yeah.
Well, that, that maybe brings up another question then. Do you feel, like you said, you've been working on, you have all these new songs now um, already, and this one's not even out yet. Does Do the other ones feel old? Do the ones recorded? I know they're not old to listeners. People are going to hear the record and it's going to be new to them unless they've seen you live and recognize some of the songs from, from there. But, I mean, do they feel, has, has the sound progressed enough that it almost feels like a different band? Or do you still feel like this record that's coming out is on track with the way the band's going musically as well? If that makes sense. That's a hard question for me to answer because I've only been in the band for a couple of years. I mean, Bam and he's have a, probably a better better insight into that than me, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I think with the lineup changes, it's kind of kept it fresh. Okay. Because when Chris came into the band, he kind of added a whole new layer to each of those songs. Uh, you know, he kicked it up a few notches and brought his creativity to it. And then, you know, now with Fred's coming in, he's kind of, you know, adding another layer so it's you know it's kind of kept it fresh in that sense for sure that makes sense yeah so you're not going to be sitting there playing them for the first time when you get back on stage and it's like oh these songs again if you have to go through all this time of recording the album twice and then you're you're done with them and you moved on but yeah no it's good to hear you have new stuff though because that's um i mean i think that's where you want to be right even though there's been this lockdown and then the pandemic's killed off a lot of shows you're obviously looking forward instead of trying to you know regain something from from the before times right yeah, that's, that's what's fun about it, you know? I mean, and we really do this to have a good time, and, you know, we enjoy creating music and, you know, sharing it with people and playing. And, yeah. You know, that's what's fun about it. So, yeah, it kind of keeps us all keeps us all going, you know? So you said this is probably going to come out in summer, uh, the album. How, how soon are you going to actually get moving on the second one, or the follow-up to this one? <laughs> I realize, you know, the one, one has to come first, but because you said you have these new songs you've been working on and stuff like that, is it, is it going to be a quick, do you think it'll be a quick turnaround from, you know, one, di- one album to the, to the next one, or are you going to give it some space? Yeah, I don't think there's any pressure. I mean, we, I mean, with the way that the world is right now. Yeah. I mean, it's anyone's guess. I mean, the songs are coming, so as long as the songs keep coming, um, you know, when we have enough material and if things are open and we're able to, we'll we'll jump back to the studio for sure. Yeah, we want to be happy with the material too, make sure it's our best, right? And, of course. and anything else we can add to these songs, you know, we might just keep working on them for a while. I mean, right now we just want to play as well too. Because you know, coming out of the recording process, it's good to start our sights again on I'm playing some more shows, and I think we're all pretty excited about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that everyone is excited about shows just in general, whether you're in a band or you just like live music, right? Because it's, it's been so long without it. What, um, if people want to check you check you out, what's the best way to do that at this point? I mean, I, I know shows are coming, and uh, the, the good thing about this being a podcast is someone could hear it, you know, the week, week it comes out, or they could hear it a year later, and by then, hopefully, you know, everything's back into full swing. But just in general, where should someone go if they want to find out what's going on with your band and, uh, you know, where they can see you live, where they can hear new music, things like that? Yeah, the best way would be on Facebook, at Full Circle WPG. Okay. If you just circle that, you can find our Instagram or Facebook, but definitely our Facebooks are most up-to-date. Uh our, our new drummer's actually taking on getting our YouTube page going for us and getting that up and running. So we'll have that going soon. But we are on Spotify and all the streaming services. Um, but all those links are on the Facebook page. Cool, cool. And then as far as actually hearing it, I mean, like you said, you're on the streaming services. Is that the best way to do it at this point, to just uh, use whatever your service of choice is and check it out that way? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Are you planning on doing a, a physical release of this record or is it just going to be a digital thing? Or is that still to be determined? No, we've talked about it, Acres. Eh, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna yeah. get some CDs. Yeah. 
Well, and uh, there's two reasons I ask that. <laughs> One reason is that I, I'm, I'm a Luddite and I, I only listen to physical stuff and I have not got into it. So I always like to hear when bands are doing that. But also, I mean, like you said, you're playing a lot of shows uh, to some of these rural bars just outside the city. And I find that a lot of rural... Um, and maybe this is me generalizing, but I've talked to a lot of artists who play kind of the rural circuits and, and it seems like physical um, albums are, are a thing way more than they are in the city where people want to bring that thing home. Uh, I, I don't know if it's because they're not seeing as many bands come through as often maybe as someone who's going to shows every night in Winnipeg or what, but I mean, it seems like that's that's definitely um, a market where having a physical CD is a is a benefit. Yeah, there's just something a whole lot cooler about, oh, sure, you know, yeah. Right, having a physical. I know you're a lover of, of vinyl. Yeah, and I mean, you know, there's a that's really come back in a big way, which is awesome. You know, I don't think we'll be doing that. That's a little uh, be nice. That's a little <laughs> expensive, but yeah, I think that uh, everyone wants to do it, right? But it's, it's right? just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not realistic at the moment, but uh, yeah, definitely CDs. I mean, there's just something cool about that. You know, there is, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, well, because it, it, it's, it's nice having that. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to say probably the same yeah. thing you're going to say. So <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's just nice to have that physical proof that you did something. Yeah, yeah. You know, and to see, hey, this hard work went into this. Hey, look, liner notes. You know, this is cool just to see. You know, yeah. I don't really see that anymore. So, well, people miss all those details, right? They miss the information about who recorded it and song lyrics and, and all that stuff, unless they're watching like a lyric video or something. It's not necessarily they're not going to get it the same way as you know you'd buy a CD even 10 years ago and odds are you're going to have all the credits, all the lyrics, everything that you need to know about the background of the record. And I think people miss it now. So it's nice. It's nice to, it's always nice to see bands still doing that because there's, there's benefit to it, especially for nerds who want to look up all of the details and see who engineered it and who produced it and who played on it and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm glad to hear that's going on. Yeah. That's a big thing that's missing. Like, you know, growing up and you, yeah. know, you got a record or a tape or a CD and, you know, going through, check out the artwork and, you know, the band and everything. That, that was uh, that was part of the fun of it, you know? Sure, it still is. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. And a lot of the, I know a lot of the younger generation are kind of missing out on that, but that's why I'm really happy the vinyl's coming back. So it's kind of bringing that back a little bit, so. Well, and tapes are coming that's back exciting. too, so. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. There might be a CD Wait, renaissance. You never know. I think CDs are maybe the lowest on the totem pole there of, of like you know uh, cool cool formats, but you never know. It could it could happen. I, I like CDs. So it's I. just it's so hard to find it's so hard to find a working CD player now, right? <laughs> I guess computers don't have them. A lot of cars don't have them anymore. No, yeah. no, yeah. no. My girlfriend's car doesn't have a CD player at all. You know, I have this. I have a, a computer that can play CDs, but lots of people don't have that in their in their living room anymore or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, because they don't even have DVD players anymore because everyone's just streaming stuff. You're right, yeah. It's, uh, we're in a dystopian future right now. <laughs> Weird times.
uh, do you have a name for the record yet? Is that has that been determined at this point, or is that still uh, TBA? Yeah, it's gonna our the single we're releasing is the name the title track. So the road. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of fitting, right? We've yeah. all kind of been on a bit of a road the last couple of years. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you're, you've come out of it. Um, first of all, still being a band, and secondly, like obviously, it hasn't slowed down the creativity at all, which is nice to see because I think that like it's just it's just been it's so weird talking to people for the past two years because their experiences have been so so drastically different. Some people have almost given up. Some people have been you know using the time to just plow through and create tons of content, and it's just it, it's so weird. Like no, no one. No one has enjoyed it, I guess, but I, I'm glad to see you guys are, uh, you found a way to, to stay creative and, and keep kind of the, uh, the momentum going. I sure I'm glad too, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we're, we're still having fun and you know, we're passionate about it, uh, for sure. You know, I know Gwen's really passionate about the band, which is awesome. Um, you know, Chris and myself and Sean, we've been playing together for quite a while now. So, so yeah, so as long as we're together, you know, we're good. And do you see this? Um, I mean, I know we kind of touched on this earlier, but do you do you see this going on for for another five years or or more at this point? Like, you, you think you're you guys are locked in now, and it's uh, it's something that will keep keep uh, keep on keeping on. I think so. I mean, we I know right from the start we kind of talked about that. We're we're a really democratic band. Everyone votes, and you know nobody there's no one dictating or anything like that. And we want to keep it that way. We want it to be fun, and you know everyone have a voice and. And um, yeah, I do it for a long time. So yeah, everyone respects each other too, and it's uh, it's a really good musical environment. It's uh, great to bounce ideas off everybody, and everybody's always so positive and excited. Nice, cool. Mm-hmm. 